And now, Capital Chat, the community connection, K-I-N-Y. All right, good morning and welcome to Capital Chat. Yeah, we're going to kick it off just a little bit early today because we can. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Beth Weigel in the studio with me, Beth, from uh, Juno Douglas City Museum. Uh, Beth, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I just had a peek at the uh, Juno Douglas City Museum website, and uh, it seems you've got a lot of stuff happening over there. We never slow down. Never slow down, and it uh, seems like you're really ramping up. Uh, <laughs> you got We got first Friday tomorrow. Right. Oh, wow. Already. Already, and I think it's going to stop snowing by tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to hold my breath. <laughs> no, I'm not either. Uh, with that in mind, we do have that uh, winter storm warning in effect till 3 o'clock this afternoon. So everybody just be aware of that. Uh, yeah, so you've got uh, a couple of cool exhibits happening there. And we were talking about one just before we went on the air just now. And uh, it's it's one that's got my interest peaked. Uh, that would be a switch and exchange. Now, yes. for folks who don't know what a switch and exchange is, that is a telephone. Switchboard and mm-hmm. a telephone exchange. That's right. That's and right. It, it digs into sort of the brief history of telephones in the 20th, 20th century, the early 20th century here in Juneau. Fun fact, Juneau was the first community in Alaska to have landline service. Wow. Yep. That is that is really interesting. Now that must have come about in Juneau because of the mines. All, yeah. We have, what do we have? Seven mines in the immediate area, something like that. Right. I uh, mean, major mines. Uh, so those were pretty big, and it was a bustling community. And uh, uh, yeah. So. so yeah. So the first one stretched. Yeah, you know, I forgot my crib notes, so I'm not good with dates. But the first one stretched from they stretched a, a line from the the mill to the office, so that the miners could you know talk to each other between the sure. mill and the office, and then. Uh, Bach and Webster one had a shop in Douglas and the other was on the Juno side and they wanted to be able to talk to each other instead of like sending a note and having it paddled across you know and so another uh, phone line was strung and uh, within a little bit they had you know 16 eight, you know 12 16 customers signing on to that so they both had a little uh, switchboard in hmm. each location and Apparently, the operators were the people to know who where everybody was and what was going on. <laughs> so if you called and wanted to talk to the doctor, they'd be like, well, I can connect you to the doctor's office, but uh, he's down at so-and-so's house for a party. So, right, right. Yeah, so it was, it was a pretty interesting early uh, time here. You know, it was really the, that first uh, mining phone line was put up basically 20 years after the phone was invented. So we were really ahead of the curve when it comes to telephone technology. Yeah, as far as communities goes, uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, um, you also have the Juno Modern Quilt Guild presentation. That's coming up this Saturday. That's right. Uh, well, Friday we're opening the exhibit, so tomorrow oh, okay. will be the opening, and the gallery is filled with bright and beautiful quilts. And I know people often think of, you know, sort of quilting as a another old timey kind of a, a practice, but uh, the Modern Quilt Guild really has taken hold here, and um, they really take a different uh, bent on quilting and. A lot of times uh, they, you know, it it's, can be really bold and colorful, expansive, uh, or it can be really minimalistic and just very uncomplicated. So they use sometimes traditional patterns or blocks and they kind of riff on that a little bit instead of like, you know, your 
your usual stars and your circles and rings and things like that. So it's just a really neat way that they incorporate a new twist on that traditional art of quilting. And um, you'll really get to see some some really wonderful examples of modern quilting. And, and modern quilting really hasn't been around that long either. So. How has quilting changed over the years? I mean, is that something that we would learn? Uh, yes, as definitely. As, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in the United States, um, in 2009 was when the first Modern Quilting Guild sort of started, and then here in Juneau in 2020 during the pandemic, a small group of people got together and formed their own Modern Quilting Guild um, unit here and then then they became part of the national so they've got like i don't know 46 members now and wow. we have you know at least 12 of those different artists uh exhibited in the main gallery and there's probably i don't know 30 quilts up it's it's beautiful and there's only one full size so you'll see a lot of different sizes as well and different techniques and things when you like say that. full size what are we talking about like could cover a bed you know okay yeah. all right yeah like my grandmother used to make. Yeah. yeah she she made some amazing quilts and uh i wish i had some of those today yeah and sometimes they they pick a theme and all like sort of play on that like there's definitely a whole section of of the area in in the um gallery that they played with negative space so you'll see you know some some use of negative space and how that's used and they use different forms and you know put them together differently and sometimes like i said they're they're kind of minimalist um but beautiful so just really interesting to look at so okay. and they all have a really neat little story with them about each person so you'll kind of get to see each quilter's personality coming out in their in their quilting in their work in so their of work course. yeah uh, now i want to remind folks that tomorrow is first friday and the juno modern quilt guild uh ex- exhibition starts tomorrow goes through the 24th but there is a presentation on Saturday. Yes, and now, that's where you'll really learn a little bit more. And that's from 10.30 to 2? Is that yes, right? Yes, that's right. 10.30 to 2 on, on Saturday. Um, and they'll discuss what that definition of modern quilting is and where you can find artistic inspiration. Uh, they'll use their exhibition as that example to discuss all those things. And also... Um, how that creative exercise prompts, you know, sort of that jumping off point and where that takes them in their, their process. And there'll also be an opportunity to create some sort of original piece of art at this presentation that you can keep and take oh. home to remind you of your own potential vision and how you might incorporate that into something new and interesting. That's awesome. That, yeah. that sounds like a, a lot of fun. Uh, so it's an interactive exhibition, not yes. just an presentation. So, uh, and that's going to, uh, going to be on Saturday. Yep. Uh, however, again, I want to remind folks, tomorrow's first Friday, and that kicks off what time? Four o'clock? We, we usually get things going around four o'clock, yeah. yeah okay. And we'll yeah. have refreshments and, and, and all the artists. Free you admission. Know, free admission. And, yeah. Oh, yes. This month, free admission is sponsored by Michelle's store. So oh, nice. All, all the time, Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 4, is free admission in the wintertime. Excellent. Excellent. Um, looking at the time real quick, we're going to take a short break, and uh, I'm going to get a weather report out of the way. It is 831. We're going to continue with Capital Chat here in just a moment, moment uh, so keep your ears right here. Back to Capital Chat, K I N Y. 
It is 8.32, and we are back to Capital Chat with Beth Weigel from Juno City, uh, Juno Douglas City Museum, and we're talking about the exhibits and First Friday and, and all the fun stuff that's going on down there. Uh, now, Beth, uh, so we talked about the, the switch and exchange, a brief history of the telephones in the 20th century here in Juno. We've talked about the, the quilts and uh, First Friday. Mm-hmm. But what we haven't touched on is what's coming up here in about two weeks' time. Time, which is Elizabeth Paratrovich Day. That's right. That's uh, that's a that's a pretty important day. It really is. And uh, we're going to be having a celebration on the sixteenth. That's right. So sixteenth is Elizabeth Paratrovich Day, and uh, we have done this every year for several years now, where we. Um, partner up with A&B, A&S, Camp 70, and we, you know, have a couple different activities. So one is a scavenger hunt, so there's little booklets that you come in and you kind of get to go around, and there's different exhibits in the museum that highlight Elizabeth Pradovich and the civil rights work of the A&B and A&S, and so you can go around and kind of answer all the questions, and then we give you a little something at the end when you turn your little booklet in, and, you know, it's it's for older kids, I'd say, and adults, but uh, adults could certainly help younger kids as well. So. I think everybody can learn something, too. Absolutely. Because uh, she was a pretty amazing lady who who, who uh, was able to make a lot of progress. That's right. First civil rights bill in America. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and again, that celebration is going to be on February 16th from 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. That's going to be at the Juno Douglas City Museum. And uh, so get involved with that. Go check it out. Learn something about the woman. Right. We'll also be playing for the rights of all, ending Jim Crow in Alaska. Um, awesome. Sort of continuously throughout the day. So Excellent. Excellent. Uh, what else? You boy, you brought a pile of paperwork in. What have you got, Beth? Well, the other thing to remind folks is that uh, the 12 by 12 community art exhibit is coming up. And um, while we're going to open that in March, we need people to be planning and being prepared for it. So um, we have a deadline for turning in your paperwork um, that is on the... 17th, I think. Yep, February 17th. So if you're going to enter, you need to get your form to us, either bring it in or email it or, you know, whatever, call us or something. We can help you fill it out. And then um, then the pieces are due the following week uh, so that they can be then mounted by our curator and uh, on, on exhibit for an opening of that exhibit in March. So uh, what I'm hearing you say is that you still have room for people to, the artists, to oh, say, yeah. I, I want to put... Get into this 12 by 12. It's not even artists. It's anybody. Anybody. Yeah. So anybody in the community can create a 12 by 12 or 12 by 12 by 12 piece of art and enter it into this exhibit. You just need to get the paperwork filled out by the 17th and then bring the piece the okay. following week. So let's uh, explain to me what, what is the 12 by 12 exhibit and when is it and, and uh, how does it work exactly? Okay. So it's the 20th annual 12 by 12. And basically it just, that is a measurement, right? So 12 inches by 12 inches. Um is the piece that you can enter. So even if it's framed, it still has to be 12 by 12. Or if it's, you know, on a... a Three-dimensional. Yeah, right. If it's 12 by 12 by 12, then. So it's it's if it's a 3D piece. And so it can't measure beyond that. We have a theme that we uh, introduce each year to kind of help inspire people's artistic uh, creativity. And this year it's stellar, which is uh, can be interpreted a variety of ways. So many ways. So like star-like or even, you know, it's spelled different, but it's homoph- homophone of the stellar sea lion or the stellar J or something like that. So you can really interpret it however you want. And then, right. like I said, we put these up and then they're up 
uh, open up in March, on the first Friday of March, and then we keep them up for about six weeks. Okay. Now, could folks learn about the 12 by 12 on the website? Absolutely. And you can also download the entry form. And uh, like I said, you can email that to us. There is a little charge of $12.12 to enter, but uh, it's pretty minor. And if anybody had any problems with that, we could certainly talk about that so all right and the uh, website is juno.org forward slash museum yep uh learn about that exhibit as well as other exhibits uh that that are happening in the near future including the first friday and then and then the uh the the telephone exhibit the quilt exhibit the presentations as well as elizabeth peretrovich day and other exhibits and collections that that are uh, currently available at the city museum now what else have you got there i just want to tell people too about the the telephone exhibit you can come in and actually uh ring on uh an old box telephone the kind that you know Uh you have the speaker and the earpiece and um you know you can kind of play with that and then we also have an old rotary phone and if you're of a certain age, you won't know what that is. But <laughs> and if you are of a certain age, you will know what that is, and uh, you'll know probably what a party line and all those things are. But we have that working, so you can uh, actually come in and make a local phone call on our rotary dial phone. Party line. I have not heard that term in many, many years. And yes, I had a party line. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, lived in a duplex and shared a party line with with uh, my neighbor, and yeah, yeah, we split that bill. That was cool. Yeah, so very uh, interactive and fun, and kids <laughs> love you know playing on the telephone. Uh, so, uh, big question for you. Are we going to learn why Telephone Hill is called Telephone Hill? Well, it, yes, you would. All right. uh, basically, the Webster moved his business, uh, which was the telephone, or sorry, the Juno Telephone Company, up mm-hmm. to Telephone Hill, which it wasn't always Telephone Hill. It was right. Rockwell Hill and something else Hill. And so... You know, it it just became Telephone Hill because he moved the telephone service into his home. Going back to Rockwell. I haven't heard that name in a while, too. I mean, that was was the name of the town for a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, so yeah, uh, a a lot of education happening at the City Museum. Always. Yes. uh, Some great stuff, too. Very rich history. If uh, you have not visited the City Museum in a while, well, tomorrow and through the weekend would be a fantastic time to do so. Again, first Friday is tomorrow, kicking off at 4 o'clock traditionally. And uh, admission to the the uh, museum is absolutely free. Now, how late will that go for First Friday? We'll stay probably open till seven. Okay, seven o'clock, and then I'm I'm guessing as always there's going to be a lot of other businesses and. Uh, uh, places that are participating with First Friday tomorrow downtown. So take your time. Walk up and down the hill and uh, slowly and carefully with, right. with the way the sidewalks and, and we have parking are. garages, so you don't yeah, have to worry about that yeah, parking on the right. street. That's right. All right. So a lot of great stuff. Uh, City Museum, uh, check it out online. Uh, it's juno.org forward slash museum. How about a phone number, Beth? Is there a phone number we can uh, put on the air? Sure. 907-586-3572. And uh, we will be probably opening late like most CBJ facilities today at okay. 11. But um, do come by. Okay. 586-3572 and uh, get all the information and the, and the goods on the Juno Douglas City Museum first Friday and all the exhibits and presentations that are coming up in the near future and be sure to put Elizabeth Paratrovich Day on your calendar that is coming up on the 16th uh, of February and that will be the celebration will be uh, 10 a.m. till 4 p.m. 
uh, on the 16th. So make sure you have that on your calendar. Thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. And everybody be careful out there driving. It's no joke. No kidding. It is uh, still coming down. Still coming down. (laughs) Unbelievable. When when is this stuff going to end? I wish it'd be over with now. Uh, We're looking at 840 right now. This is KINY 800 AM 94.9 FM. That is going to do it for our Capital Chat today. Every weekday morning at 835, the fastest community connection available. Capital Chat, K-I-N-Y.